record. It's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is phenomenally easier from outside the cage. With me, of course, the man that reviews The Ultimate Fighter better than any other person that reviews The Ultimate Fighter. Oh, I know. Go on. Go on. Rafa Sparza. Raf, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. I have a, a very important question to ask you, Kevin. Yeah. How is your wizard? You're such a dickhead. Okay, so we were at Open Mat, and um, Nick was conducting the Open Mat, and he was just mm-hmm. having some people show some moves, and he had Scott, one of our purple belts, going, he goes, Kevin, show us some of those half guard moves. And I was just showing a bottom half guard technique that I that I use pretty mildly successfully. I was under the impression that when your opponent had that, like, over grip where it's over your arm, but they can, like, grab the lapel. You know what I'm mm-hmm. explaining? I yep. was under the <laughs> – yeah, you know perfectly well what it is and what it's called. I was under the impression that was called the Weezer grip. It is mm-hmm. called – what is it called, Raph? The Wizard. It's called the Wizard grip. <laughs> and as I was showing that, like, people were kind of looking at me like – that move where maybe like half of your beard is missing, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of giving me a something's off vibe. And as a teacher, I know what that look feels like. And I said, what, what's going on? And they go, what grip are you attacking from? I was like the Weezer. <laughs> and we just had one of those. It was like we were doing a sketch. They just kind of looked at me. It was a who's on first moment. It just, I was mm-hmm. so, I was really embarrassed when they explained that that's called the wizard. And, they go, and how long have you been calling it this now? I don't know. How long have I been doing jujitsu? Two and a half years, <laughs> give or take. Uh-oh. I, and it dawned on me that I studied jujitsu under a Brazilian native who might use a bit of an accent when saying the Weezer. Don't blame him. Don't, I'm not, don't put it on let here. Let me be super clear. I'm not blaming him. I mean, I'm blaming him. That's obvious. I'm you are 100% one. blaming your deficiency in your brain on your instructor and his accent. But this is obviously my fault. Mm-hmm. Now, why did you think it was called the Weezer? I... I don't know. I just thought that's what he said. I thought that's Is it because the arm comes undone? No. It has nothing to do with any there's no like uh there's no sweater connotations here. It wasn't Do like you a... refer to people's half guard as their hash pipe? No, I do not. Raf. If you want to destroy my underhook. <laughs> That's, I like the song number. It's come undone. I guess I'm just saying this on the podcast. If people think that this is an act, that occasionally I'm I'm playing coy, <laughs> it's not. Uh, these are the things that happened to me in my life. These are the things I have to deal with. The good and, news is I have know, a Kev- master's degree in communication. Mm-hmm. So I'm... Someone- or some group of individuals decided to give you some kind of recognition like that. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, Kev, the thing is for me, when I hear you say things like that, do you know what I, I think in my head? 
I really have a I don't know specifically, but go ahead and tell me. Say it ain't so. <laughs> and welcome to the Verbal Tap Shocking episode where we're just going to let Raph sing Weezer lyrics, which that was actually a good one. We forgot about Say It Ain't So. No one brought that up. I was, uh, I was really looking for a good setup there, and I was like, I don't think you're going to give me this one. No, you nailed Thank it. You. That was perfect. Raph, believe me, if I could work Buddy Holly into something... I would do it right now. I just, I got nothing for that. Plenty of time. Plenty of time tonight. Certainly hasn't stopped any of the people that I, that were there for that moment from making as, they also put Weezer on while we were rolling, which was super helpful. (laughs) (laughs) They're my kind of people. Yeah. They were like, Kevin, look out, look out. Raph, you're ready to review. Really? This is episode one. I mean, I know this is episode two, but this is the first we're in the house. We're ultimate fighting. We're trying to become tournament superstars. You're going to review that for us. Yes, that's what I do on the show. And insult me. Those are the two things you do on the show. Let's just not let's not underplay it. I'm saying let's let's put I, all the things know, on the shelf. I do that pro bono. That's free. That's just because he loves it. So are you prepared? Are you ready? Yeah, I am. Okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, warning, this is a one-minute review of The Ultimate Fighter, and here we go. Previously on The Ultimate Fighter, MMA legends BJ Penn and Frankie Edgar don't hate each other. Take that, every other set of coaches from The Ultimate Fighter. Then, in an extremely bitchy voiceover, the guy lets us know that 15 people fought to get into the house except for this one Irish dude named Cathal, who spent more time picking out a wool cap than he did fighting to get into the house. Lots of celebration. Woos! And then, winks at the cameras. And also, I'm not going home from the guys who won their fights. BJ then picks... The fight to go on today. It's didn't fight to get into the house versus last picked Hector, the ultimate fighter. Shit, it's a house. And Diego Lima looks like, whoa. Take a drink if you had the first racist joke happening within the first two minutes of episode two. (laughs) Cathal says, that's all I put surreal, watching all these stars come through this house. And that he's the complete package. But Hector's mildly upset that Cathal's looking right past him. Those guys... He thinks he's just going to walk right through me. He's not even going to stand what's coming. Good news, though. Everybody likes BJ Penn. This is the future of martial arts. Hey, guys. New Tough 19 drinking game. Take a drink every time BJ Penn claps his hands. But everybody knows Mark Coleman is going to shoot a double. But can they stop it? Eh, Coley? Oh, yeah. Mark Coleman's there, too. Meanwhile, over at Team Edgar. Uh, you know, me and, uh, me and BJ fought for the title twice already. But, you know. We're going to fight for a third time. No big. Hey, we got another Tough 19 drinking game. Take a drink every time Frankie Edgar mentions he previously tried out and didn't make it into the Tough House. Frankie. Yeah, you know, it's like a real testament to my, uh, my perseverance and uh, sets a good reminder to the guys on my team that they have absolutely no reason to be here. And <laughs> Hector loves it all. Yeah, all these guys are like superstars and stuff. And, you know, it's like all amazing and, and, and stuff. It's just cool. Meanwhile, Team Edgar fighter Ian Stevens says he fights just like Frankie Edgar. What are the odds a guy on Team Edgar would say something like that? Weird, right? Pride on three. One, two, three. Cut to commercial break. Back from commercial break, and it's time to start busting out the flags. Hmm. So it looks like it's an Irish guy versus a Mexican guy. Wonder if they'll play that up on the show. Guys, guys, guys. I figured it out. 
Cathal totally looks like a less crazy Zangief from Street Fighter. And wait, <laughs> did BJ just say that part of Cathal's game is to make it a street fight? Clearly, I am not the only one making the connection here. Oh no, Cathal's on a I'm great kick. I don't fight for nobody. I fight for me. I fight so good, even I forget how good I am at fighting. Hector's here to give, you know, me a fight, but he better invent a new style in fighting before to fight me. Because I've seen it all. I'm amazing. Back from commercial. A teammate describes Hector as a typical Mexican fighter. What the hell is that supposed to mean? In a talking head, Hector tells us, I got three little brothers that mean the world to me. And I mean, my mom and my sister are there too, I guess. But wow, Hector, you better have something good planned for Mother's Day this year. But Hector says that his brothers inspire him to keep going. Let it be known, Hector's family may be the only set of Mexicans on record to ever immigrate from Mexico to Ohio ever in life during his talking head Hector says he's so amped to fight Cathal I'll do it right now it makes me wonder if the producers started fearing for their lives you know you're not going to come in here and fight me no that's just not the way it's going to go if there's a submission I'm going to take it and I'm just I'm just going to hurt him and we're at the weigh-ins oh no it's a flag off during their stare down their nose to nose encounter no one moves for 20 minutes and the gang starts rival chants. BJ Penn, though, is the most entertained. Hector tells us he wants to win that ultimate fighter plaque so that he can take it home to his mom and presumably make it up to her for barely remembering her alongside his brothers. Moments before the fight, Hector says he feels confident because everyone's got his back. His family, his team, Mexico. I'm sorry, correction, all of Mexico. Wonder how he pulled that together. And Cathal says he's not going to rest until he gets on top. So, BJ's game plan for Cathal is, relax, brah, don't even worry about it, bro. In the cage, Dana White, hey, D-Bags, two rounds, maybe three, blah, 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 drink fucking Nas. Early action drags us in and out of the round the cage. Hector and, and Cathal are exchanging, while BJ are now seems to be having a fight with Frankie on who can shout louder. Uppercut, uppercut. Don't forget the knees. Knee on belly. Knee on belly. No, turn that way. No, the other way. Hector scores a takedown, and we're back up again and down and, and around the cage. Good news, in case you were wondering, the Tough 19 cast is entirely capable of enchanting. Round two. Cathal starting to find his rhythm for illegal kicks. I'm sorry, questionable kicks. Both of these guys look like they're getting a little tired. Frankie's coaching advice is starting to get a little frantic. Face him! Face him! Face him! As Hector begins learning the hard way that putting your hand on the floor only sometimes saves you from getting kneed in the face. We're going to a third. After going to warn Cathal that some of his knees are borderline illegal, Cathal tells the ref just to let him know when they start to look too illegal. To which Steve Mazzagatti gets in the sickest of burns on Cathal when he tells him, no, dude, not my job to watch your illegal knees. And Cathal looks really surprised by it. Third round is more of the same. It's a little uneventful, and the most exciting thing happening is Frankie Eggers yelling, it all comes down to this round, kid. You cannot stop here. You cannot stop here. And the cast starts chanting again with the ole ole. We get it. Guys, you like to chant. Stop it. I can't hear anything and the fight is over Cathal's named the winner and BJ calls him a lion post fight the loss starts to set in on Hector who says he'll have to put a smile on his face and continue as best he can BJ retains control and assigns the next fight Daniel Spoon versus Todd Monahan. they stare and hold up did Spoon just try and intimidate Monahan again via violent no snort that was 
a choice. Next time on The Ultimate Fighter, uh-oh, time to talk religion. Cathal calls out the preacher man for having bling. Be still my BJJ heart. Is that Henzo Gracie? And I don't know what else happens because my DVR cut out. All that and probably so much more next time on The Ultimate Fighter. Wow, Rafa Sparza. Unbelievable works. <laughs> That's really Be still my BJJ heart. I saw that uh, Henzo's on the next one. here's the stupid part though they preview him as coming to visit the gym but if you notice when Hector walked out Enzo was already there oh editing yeah (laughs) Uh, two things I have for you question wise Mm -hmm. Um, first of all fantastic job as usual is it at all possible that they can cover the entire thing in nas ads i hope so they're on their way oh did i forget to mention that this is the nas performance highlights performance highlights <laughs> yes you did but that could i okay. think people know rap uh mm. specifically i'm talking about like you know where they do that really cool scene where they always get them throwing the ball at the wall mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about like they're just tossing yeah, of the medicine balls hard well they replaced parts of the wall that were black with NOS ads, like with square NOS mm-hmm. ads. Fantastic. I'll say this, Kev. If you or I were a producer and they were throwing medicine balls at a wall without a NOS ad, I'm pretty sure we'd be yelling at them. Maybe like, you fucking hey. throw this medicine ball at this NOS ad. Don't act like ad you don't nauseam. know where to fucking throw the, the medicine ball. We had a production meeting. Shithead. And before they leave, they just say, drink Nas, because that's like contractually able to. They have no choice. They have uh, the fight, it just looked like two really tired guys fighting. Um, They ran out of energy. Which is ironic, uh, given their. Well, what do you mean? Why was that ironic? <laughs> I just assumed if you ran out of energy in the second round, someone would come in and put in a Nas IV. They'd be like taking care true. of. Him. Watch him run through a brick wall after he wins this fight. See, I'm I'm glad you took it that way because I'm wasn't sure how good their cardio was going to be within the first 20 minutes of the show, but they were informing me they wouldn't gas out. <laughs> they were very clear about that. And again, those are those hints that you go, uh oh. <laughs> I'm going to say this, by the way, and this is a compliment to Hector. It was a fun fight, by the way. Um, yeah. Pretty pretty tiring, but fun. Hector, the way he ended it, when he said, all I can do now is stay positive and keep fighting. Mm-hmm. That is the textbook definition of how you're supposed to handle that loss, Ultimate Fighters. Yeah. That's what you say yeah. when you lose the fight and you get to spend the next five weeks in the Ultimate Fighter house hanging out. You don't leave the show. You don't – whatever. That's how you handle that. So my compliments. Yeah. It's true. And I mean Hector's a good sport. I think he he just had that moment realization where – We've all been there during training or during practice where you realize, oh, in the grand scheme of things, I'm probably not going to win this round. Well, us not winning a sparring section, very different. Yeah. But then you realize, oh, shit, I just lost the third round of the ultimate fighter. (laughs) Very different. So I do understand that sympathy of like, yeah, dude, that sucks. Like. Frankie was yelling at him to go harder for it and seeing that realization in Hector's eyes where he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> that was rough to watch. Yeah, it was. And he, he was – I like that – first of all, great sign that it went to a third round. Great decision too. I completely agree. I thought it did. Hector, it seemed like really won the first round. 
Um, and then it split, and then I thought the decision was correct, so I thought it was good. All right, Raph. You know. Oh. Yeah. I you know I forgot to say this last week, but uh, this is a really important note, Kev. Go for it. I feel like I would love to watch fights with BJ Penn. Me too. I realized this during the audition phase where people had to fight to get in the house and BJ Penn was just yelling out like, oh, it's over. Yeah, that's totally over. And sometimes they were and sometimes they weren't. But the reaction that like BJ had, no matter what, was always very excited. Oh, look at that. That flying knee is like the best thing I have ever seen. And it's like, yeah, dude, I want to watch fights with BJ because I'm sure they're just batshit crazy. So it got me thinking, what if you could do a Mystery Science 3000 show, but just with the silhouette of BJ Penn watching fights? Genius. Mm. I'd like to watch you and BJ. I'd like to be there just because I want to hear you resisting the urge to mock, to not do a BJ Penn impression right in front of him. Like you would not. I would not be afraid to do impressions of people to people like that that's not something that really makes me afraid the thing that always happens is i just think you'd get they mean. hear it i think you'd get like i don't think no, you'd just do i would never get mean I think no attack the, this is the hardest thing when you do impressions though is you sometimes if you're talking with people and you have a vo- good vocal mimicry range you do find yourself talking like them without trying so Inevitably, when I talk with you, I just start sounding dumber. That's where everyone was waiting for that to go. So, is that was, nice was, did you, you really again, see Mr. that one coming? No, I did not. I actually did not see that coming. I, I was I, like, I'm pretty sure I dressed that one up a little bit for you, <laughs> so that you, you did well. see it. Completely. That was a very nice Stick high. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm transitioning. Fuck you and your three-minute insult setups. I'm so done. It was 20 seconds. I think I did it pretty well. You know, Raph, as an avid follower of all things showbiz, I have to say I am really jealous that entertainment shows get preview shows for summer movies and all the different television conspiracy whatevers that are coming out. Am I right about this? Are you upset about that? You are. They have, like, so many... Uh, shows that come on, they're all syndicated. You know, you uh, got your Entertainment Tonight, you got your Access Hollywood, you've got your whatever Mario Lopez is hosting that day. Like, just all of these shows. And I think the entire E! Network is just a perpetual promotion machine. You're absolutely right. But that got you and I thinking, why the hell mm. do we not have a segment on this show where we can take a look at everything happening in MMA for the next few months? Which is why we are introducing a new segment, Verbal Tap listeners, right here, right now, which we call Your Verbal Tap MMA Summer Preview! Still haven't decided where you and that special someone in your life want to go for vacation? Don't worry, we've got you covered. With fights spanning from as far as Las Vegas all the way over to not Las Vegas, we've got your perfect fight destinations all right here coming up first the ufc returns to cincinnati ohio on saturday may 10th that's right if you're looking to kill yourself but want to catch a fight first this is the place for you when ufc fight night brown vs. silva goes down 
Hey, Kev, who's on that card? Oh, just Ed Herman, Raphael Natel, and a bunch of fighters you've never even heard of. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> you know what's even better? No, what? Ask me if the prelims are exclusively on Fight Pass and Fox Sports 2. Are they? You bet they are. Yay, because everyone loves the dose. Yes, ev- everyone does. <laughs> Ever- absolutely everyone. Well, that seems like it's going to be an amazing set of fights, Kev. I got to tell you. <laughs> it is but going to be. It is, you've seen the future? It is? I, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure in case we were getting too caught up in ourselves. But you know what? You're going to want to not forget about Bellator's very first pay-per-view. I'm sorry. Who? Bellator. You know, the other white meat. Seriously, who's Bellator? Ugh, exactly. Watch as they try to keep Tito Ortiz healthy enough just to make it to the week before the fight, and then they're forced to cancel it all over again. And if that's not enough, we've got a real barn burner in a rematch between Michael Chandler and Eddie Alvarez, otherwise known as the only fight you actually want to see from this organization. Oh, but that's not all. If you like your drama between fighters in a second-rate fighting organization manufactured by a second-rate pro wrestling organization, then this is the fight for you. As Rampage Jackson takes on Muhammad Lawler, or King Mo, as the kids call him if they watched it, in a battle for quasi-relevance. Speaking of second-rate organizations, Raph, don't forget about the World Series of Fighting. No, seriously. Please do not forget about it. If you do, it fades from existence. It really will. Get excited as it returns back to the one arena that kind of tolerates it on June 21st when it presents the World Series of Fighting 10. Karakanyan vs. Glenn. In what's being called the least marketable last names ever to headline a fight. And don't worry, the loser does have to change their last name. Ooh, great stipulation, but don't worry. You still like your fights to matter? Do you like an organization that actually delivers pay-per-views on the nights they promise? Do you like vampires? If you said yes to any of these, then you're going to love when vaguely vampire-ish looking Renan Burrell fights on Saturday, May 24th at UFC 173. Then, in a true battle of who's older... Daniel Cormier takes on Dan Henderson. Don't miss them performing in their last ever We Have Our Original Hips bout. Hey, Kev, what if I like my fights to take place from a country I've never seen, let alone cared about? (laughs) Don't worry, Rap. The UFC has you covered. Kind of. In the mood to get kinky? Enjoy very efficient automobiles? And watch Mark Munoz fighting Gregard Masai while UFC Fight Night in Berlin, Germany takes place on Saturday, May 31st. Don't miss it. Or as they say in Germany, miss it und die. You know, loving an underappreciated sport in America that they just don't understand is a hard gig. But hey, enough about soccer. And while the World Cup is in June, if you, like me, hate the sound of people blowing vovazelas, then you definitely want to make it out to Sao Paulo, Brazil on Saturday, May 31st, when Junior Dos Santos takes on Stipe Miocic. Sidebar, Raph. The World Cup mm-hmm. and tons of MMA in June? How will you ever sleep? I'm unemployed. Hey, America! 
Hey, did you miss out on the original Trail of Tears? Of course you did. You're not 180. And I have great news. You can relive every awful moment when you and a friend traveled to Albuquerque, New Mexico on Saturday, June 7th to watch UFC Fight Night Henderson versus Kabilov. And as the old saying goes, what happens in New Mexico is probably because of meth. <laughs> yes, UFC 174 is in Vancouver, Canada. Watch rubber midget Mighty Mouse Johnson not knock out Ali Bogatinuk. I'm sorry. How do you say his name again? I I do not know. It's something with a Bogatinuk. Is it Bogaganoush? No, it is not Baga. No, Lady Baga. Raph, I get it now. What you're doing, and you're not helping. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lady Baga. <laughs> I'll just be over here. You you keep going and doing your thing. Gladly, <laughs> Lady Baga. Lady Baga. She should get that on the back of his shirt. <laughs> sorry, I gotta keep going. Gladly. In the mood to take a vacation to a place not good enough to be Australia? Me neither. The UFC is headed to New Zealand in a truly unremarkable event featuring the only fight book thus far, Tahuna versus Marquardt. But Raph, you know, when you get the chance to watch the 15th ranked guy in the division fight someone who's barely in the division, let alone the UFC, well then you have to miss that fight. Mm. You know, much like a fourth grade reading comprehension test, the UFC will choose to mess with Texas when they return to San Antonio to watch UFC Fight Night on Saturday, June 28th, which also, by the way, Kev, is my birthday. No shit. I didn't know that, Ref. Yep. So what are you getting me? Nothing. We don't exchange birthday gifts. And we never will with that attitude, Kev. Are you sad you missed the Dragons movie in theaters? Are you feeling patriotic? Well, we just have the UFC event that will make your summer great. UFC 175, Weidman vs. Machida, Rousey vs. Someone, Sonnen vs. Silva, and you also never know, Uriah Hall is on that card. He could kick someone's head off. So bring the whole family for some good old-fashioned fun. Ooh, do you miss the opportunity to see BJ Penn not in shape in the octagon? That's right. He's back. And, like, more relaxed than ever, brah. In the mood to watch someone come out of retirement, take on someone who will put them right back into retirement? Then please tune in for the Sunday, July 6th Tough 19 finale in sunny Las Vegas. That's right, assholes. Back-to-back fights and two nights in July, which is exactly what Vegas needed. Another way to lose your money in a short amount of time. You know, I lost my money one time in Vegas, Raph. (laughs) Yeah, what was her name? (laughs) (laughs) You know what's almost like Vegas, but comes with about 30 times the entitlement and douchebaggery, Raph? I don't know what. Survey says New Jersey. That's right. UFC Fight Night comes to Jersey on July 16th with Cerrone versus Miller. Winner gets a ticket out of New Jersey. Ooh, that's a great stipulation. Oh, man, you know, I'm excited for this. Ever wanted to see a UFC where the fight outside the cage is probably more exciting than the ones inside of it? Well, then look no further than the drunken Irish of Dublin when the UFC returns with McGregor versus Miller. 
And to close out our summer preview, the UFC settles down in San Jose with a main event featuring TBD versus TBD. Raph, my money is on TBD. Ooh, smart choice, but I'm going to have to go with TBD. I can respect that. I can respect that. And that will conclude our look at all the MMA action coming to you this summer. Is that your Mike Goldberg impression you're doing? You can tell it is because I'm progressively making less and less sense as I go on. Banana. I think my butt getting big. We finished it, and boy, is my mouth tired, Raph. <laughs> well, too many jokes. Okay. Uh, I, I think the, the thing about this is when doing all the research for that segment, we actually learned so much about the next set of fights that are going on the next couple of months. Am I right? Shit. There are a ton of fights coming up and some really good ones this summer. Like, it's just jam-packed. Can I ask you what? Maybe two, or let's say two to three cards are you most excited for? Well, I'm really actually pretty excited about Weidman versus Machida. I think that's a super okay. interesting match. I didn't know Machida was dropping down to 185. Uh, he's been fighting there for a while, buddy. Has he? Oh, shit. <laughs> Where the fuck have I been? Jesus I thought he was fighting 205. Hey. Every day, every day's a new a new journey when it comes to Can't pull uh, a fast one on Kevin Phillips. No, you, guys. you cannot. You have to wake up pretty pretty late in the afternoon to pull one over Kevin Phillips. Are you ready for also kind of a guilty pleasure that I'm ashamed to admit I'm excited about? Oh, one hundred percent. I was in when you were like, I'm ashamed to give this answer, but go. I'm without question buying the Bellator <laughs> pay per view. I want to watch Rampage fight really badly. I'm so happy you said that first. <laughs> because I was going to say, as one of my two to three, that was definitely going to be in there. And maybe it's just because we want it to be a train wreck. I, it is a little bit of that. Like, I'm also stoked to see some of the things that happen. That So that, I mean, hold on. You're saying you're with me on this? You're kind of excited, too? I am. Oh, and wow. I thought you were going to mock me. I was ready to, but then I realized, no, I'm just kidding. No, I've I've been into the idea of a pay-per-view for Bellator for so many reasons. Because, A, we like competition, so we like the UFC to sometimes get a little bit of uh, pushback, if you would. I don't think the expectations are high. I don't know that it'll sell over 200,000 pay-per-views. I think that's... I think that's a pretty safe estimate. I think it, it'll reasonably do about 100K. And uh, if it goes over those numbers, I would call that a success. But, you know, they're ma- I, the last we checked, they're making it $34 to watch that pay-per-view. Not which not bad. It's not bad, but it's also not great. Uh, so we want to see them succeed. But if they don't succeed, we're totally there and ready to make fun of them. So yeah, one of the two. It, win-win for us. Basically, yes. either it's a great fight or they, um, as we've been alluding to, have another catastrophe. Exactly. That said, least excited for the uh, the Mighty Mouse card. <laughs> that one. I know. You just, you every time you see that guy on a card, you already just get super angry about it. No, I think that card is overall lacking. Not just, mm. I mean, my my issues with that smaller division aside. 
Not a great card. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's hard for them to carry it in terms of getting people to watch it. So that's the one thing I'm always concerned about. But I don't know. I think the UFC has come up with a uh, let's just get through this year and see what Fight Pass is going to do. Yeah, no shit. And I am excited about the return to the cage of BJ Penn, as any fight yes. game should be. Yeah. That's it's, really... When was the last it's a time? little nerve-wracking to think that BJ Penn will be back in a cage, because the last time we saw him against Rory McDonald, not a great moment. No. Crushing. Hard to watch. Very hard <laughs> to watch and hard to stomach. Um, I'd like to see Conor McGregor really uh, prove his hype. I think it's kind of a, a make-or-break moment for him. I'd like to see Dos Santos return to form. Uh, that's going to be cool. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where Matt Brown's back coming up in May because uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what that injury did to him a few months ago. Yeah, it, well, any fighter coming off an injury, it's always an interesting Mm-hmm. It's always interesting because and with fighting I'm, especially, you have to trust your body more than it's just rough. Oh, definitely. And I'm super interested to see what does happen when the UFC has back-to-back fights on that July 5th and 6th sort uh-huh. of thing. Like, did the UFC just go up to all of their employees, which normally they have big fights that weekend anyway, but did they just tell all of them, fuck the 4th of July for all of you. <laughs> You don't even get your fucking Sunday. Probably. I bet that's what the email said when they were scheduling. It was just like memo from Dana White. Fucking read this. And then just squeeze it. Highlights all of his fucks throughout the email. Uh, Plus, we get to see Donald Cerrone fight. So, you know, it's going to be at least a semi-good summer. Always fun. Crazy summer coming up. Raph and I are, of course, going to be here for all of it. We are taking tonight to do just a little bit of a shorter podcast. So you got the tough review, which is really what the world has been demanding every time. It's just stop sending the letters, people. We're getting it. We're doing it. Yeah, it's back. So we don't need the uh, we don't need the expletives. That's, that's for sure. I really like the idea that Dana White sends like fucking memo in his emails. I really want to see that now. That's right. Fuck your 4th of July! If anyone has an email from Dana White that they could forward to us without breaking any contracts, that would be awesome. So just uh, mm. throwing that out there. But that, Or if you have voicemails that I can recreate. Oh, Yeah, we're still... One of Raph and I's favorite games to play is I'll just ask him questions like it's a press secretary and he will answer as Dana White. So <laughs> um, those, that and more... Coming when uh, we finally get the spot on the UFC tonight that they've been promising. And frankly, I think we've earned. Correct. And you know, Kev, the funny part is we – I can never do this on air, but I've heard a couple Dana White voicemails. Oh. This is completely 100% true. And they prove my impression sometimes isn't exactly fictional. Let's say that. Let's say that. So if you have your compass or you're just good at understanding Raph, you know what he's saying there. I need a Raph compass that just points in a direction. (laughs) Maybe next year for Christmas, Kelly will get me one. And then everyone wins. Raph, that's going to take us all the way down to shout-outs. Yep, let's do it. Crazy. Um, My shout-outs are very simple. Had a blast 
with the uh, BJJ and MMA crew out there in Chantilly VA at the open mat. There was also the Copa Nova, which Andrew was refereeing and running the referee stuff. So congrats to all the Copa Nova competitors. It's a great local tournament, really fun stuff. Can't say enough about the guys over at BJJ and MMA Academy because we all also love BJJ Finder, which takes us to the best schools with the best reviews around. Please use BJJ Finder if you're traveling around doing jiu-jitsu, trying to find the right MMA gym. It's all right there. Easy to download app. Please check it out. Ref, that's going to do it for me. Dope. Uh, I want to start off my shout-outs with the good folks at Valley Martial Arts Center. M to the A to the C to the V. You on the attack? Yeah. It's VMAC. Really? That was me rapping. I wrote it down. Too. I know what it was. I know what it was. You wrote it down? Obviously, I wrote it down. Otherwise, I'll You're going to take it. the time to take credit for that in a written down form. I'm not going to not write down a perfect gem like that. Okay. The good people over at Valley Martial Arts Center, always great training. Uh, today we had some visitors come down from 10th Planet, so we got to work some really cool no-gi stuff, which I enjoy. And uh, my thanks to them for being cool and, and showing some new cool stuff for us. I always like getting new people. I, meeting new people is the funnest people to roll with, so uh, we hope they come back. We hope they'll see us again. And I was really sad because there was like a, a black belt from Jean-Jacques. Uh, who came down today, and I didn't get to roll with him, and I was so sad. It's the worst whenever that happens. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it happens every once in a while, so uh, to all those folks, hopefully we'll get to roll with you guys again later. I also want to bring up that um, Valley Martial Arts Center is having a white belt tournament where there's also going to be, I believe, um, some super fights that they're going to get just for funsies for uh, like maybe blue belts... I'm not sure if they're doing purple, but they just released that this week. It's going to happen on Sunday, June 8th at 10 a.m. Uh, I believe all the information you can find at Valley Martial Arts Center, or we'll just plug it again on here. But if you want a good sense of competition, you are in the North Hollywood or Valley area in California, do us a solid. Look it up. Come on down. It's a good time, you guys. So it's Sunday, June 8th. It's going to be a white belt tournament. I think you guys would enjoy it. We always host good tournaments here at Valley Martial Arts Center. So keep that in mind. Uh, what else is going on? Let's shout out this guy. We made a new friend this week, Kev. Who? Uh, well, I don't know if you know this, but we frequent the, uh, Reddit BJJ forum, which is like our mecca of BJJ news. Absolutely. And we had somebody who was very, very happy to give us some feedback this week and some constructive criticism. So to the Reddit user by name of BJJ Ogre Fora. I hope I'm not bastardizing it, but uh, it's BJJ, O-G-A-R-F-O-R-A. We want to just say thank you all so much for your uh, your feedback and constructive criticism. We hope you're listening to the show. We hope you like it. And that goes for all of you guys. If you want to give us constructive criticism, please, please feel free to hit us up. Kevin and I are super normal people when it comes to uh, knowing if things work or don't. We're not going to chew you out if we don't like what you're saying. Like, we get it. We got good thick skin. So... Hit us up, Verbal Tap Cast on the Instagram, Verbal Tap Cast on the Twitter, Verbal Tap Cast on Vine. Hmm. Any one of those means, or Kevin, they can also call us? Question mark. Absolutely, they can call us. And you know what I like about all of these Verbal Tap Cast things? I just like that hmm. you know it's easy because it's all the same name. 
Um, that mm. said, I'm going to be breaking that rule by now listing a series of numbers. And I would like people to take out their pen or their iPhones or whatever the kids are using. 703-635-2168. Call and leave us a voicemail. Let us know what you thought of our summer preview guide and what else you think. That's good. Sounds like good times. Yeah, it does. Are you all set with the, uh, the shouty That's outs? it, man. Them's oh. my shouts outs. That means that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. And I'm Rafa Sparza. If you want to destroy my sweater. Fucking hate you. God, I, forgot. I didn't even see that coming again. I'm 0 for 4 tonight. I thought it was weird because I'd say my name and you'd probably be like, what's happening? Oh, no. I did. That the podcast is going like, awry. He's changing. He's changing. <laughs> He's making it different. He's doing now. things. Uh-huh.